Welcome to the Chabad Around the World podcast. My name is Mandy Bressinger, and I'll be your host, taking you on an adventure every single week. Together, we'll fly out to remote places around the world to meet up with the Chabad emissaries, hear about their stories, their daily activities, and the inspiration that keeps them going on a daily basis. back to another wonderful session another wonderful zooming around the world trip look at this many more people are joining us as we go fantastic today is a very special day on the hasidic calendar it's uh, celebrating a, another phase of the hasidic masters bringing more hasidic teachings and uh, and hasidic light to the world uh, specifically to do with the second chabad rabbi the son of the Alter Rabbi, who was the author of the Tanya, more famous perhaps, his son, uh, less pre- pre- uh, famous perhaps, Rabbi Dovber, who led the Chabad Hasidic community uh, in Russia for quite a few years. Today is a special day connected to him, so it's an auspicious day. Uh, in Chabad communities, we don't say Tachanon today, so it's a, it's, a ho- it's a holiday. So happy holiday, everybody. Always an excuse to find, always an excuse to uh, celebrate why not? So Lachaim, Lachaim, good morning, everybody. We're excited to have Rabbi Yossi Turk with us all the way in Cordoba, Argentina. You think Cordoba like rolls off to Spain, but no, it's Cordoba, Argentina. And uh, we're very excited to have you on, Rabbi Yossi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome aboard to the Chabad Zirchen Kedoshim Mitzvah Society Zooming Around the World series. Baruch Abba. Thank you, thank you for, thank you for for inviting me, for letting me join your trip. You're Absolutely. flying to Cordova and I'm flying to Montreal. Look at that! It's a two ways trip. I love it. I love it. All right, definitely always welcomed. I understand you have some Montreal roots, if I understood correctly. But uh, let's get to know you a little bit more, Rabbi Yossi. We'd love to. If, if you can introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll continue on to your community. Okay, my name is Yossi Turk. I do have some roots in Montreal. My parents got married in Montreal. My brother got married in Montreal, and my son got married in Montreal. <laughs> uh, but I personally never lived in Montreal. My grandparents lived in Montreal for, well, about... 50 years, roughly, in the old uh, the neighborhood, the Jiman Street. And I don't remember the neighborhood well, you know, everyone speaks uh, Yiddish. Uh, that's where my grandparents were Holocaust survivors, uh, made their home after, after making out of Europe. And uh, that's where my, my mother lived for a number of years until marrying my father, who studied in the yeshiva in Montreal. I think my parents were the first ones, the first Hasidic uh, or the first wedding at the new yeshiva in Park, Park Place, whatever, uh, in the 1960s. And my son got married there because my son married a girl from Montreal just a few years ago. Uh, so anyway, you're expecting snow in Montreal. We had our biggest snowstorm here. I think it's the first snowstorm in 60 years, a few months ago, and it made my car white. 
like half of my car white for a couple hours. That's how that, that's that's as far as the snow gets to in our in our city of Cordova. Now we're heading into summer, so it's pretty hot out there today. Okay, Incredible. where do I start? Incredible. Well, first of all, Rabbi Yossi, it's, it's great to hear about your Montreal roots, but even better to hear that there's hope for us because after many of these trips, lots of us are uh, add uh, each location to our itinerary where we're heading to. And uh, Argentina, if you're heading into summer, I think uh, we're on our way. So that sounds exciting. Actually, Rabbi Yossi's son was a yeshiva mate of mine and uh, definitely can uh, exciting to have... My, one of my yeshiva mates' fathers joined us here to, tell, to talk to us about the community in Cordoba, Argentina. Look at that. I think we're getting a, a little bit of a look around right now of the beautiful summer in Cordoba, Argentina. Thank you for giving us a little bit of a tour over there. We do have some videos as well from different community events, which we all also show as we go along. Wow, look at that sunny sky. Now we're walking inside. All right. Thank you so much okay, for that. Just walk to show around. you the street. Nice sunny sky. That's right. It's <laughs> in the in the thirties. Thank God inside it's still cool because we haven't we haven't uh, reached the you know the hot summer days yet. Uh, so anyway, this week is happens to be a very auspicious moment for me and auspicious date. Uh, this week happens to be thirty-two years that I arrived here in Cordova, Argentina. Wow. And where am I from originally? I'm born, ha happened to be born in England. I'm born in Manchester, England. Even though my mother, my parents got married in Montreal, my father in Montreal learned how to be a shochet, an animal slaughterer, kosher meat. And after marriage, uh, the Jewish community in Manchester, England, we're looking for a shochet, and my parents moved there, lived there for a number of years. That's where I was born, in England. When I was 11, 12, moved back to New York with my family. And when I was 23 years old, moved here with my wife to Cordova, Argentina, the second largest city in the country, the second largest Jewish community in the country. Anywhere between 8,000, 9,000, between eight and 10,000 Jews. Incredible. So yeah. tell us a little okay. bit how, how that worked from, uh, from being born and raised in Manchester, England, then uh, living your teen years in New York. How did you end up in Cordoba, Argentina, of all places? Well, well uh, when I was in Yeshiva, in 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 Morristown, this is in the 1980s. Uh, they sent a group of 12 Bachrim to Caracas, Venezuela, for two years to strengthen and help out the yeshiva and be like these local shluchim, uh, the local the 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 support for the Jew, local Jewish community. So. Being there in Venezuela for two years, I picked up the language after coming back to New York, getting married, and you know we were starting. Uh, we started our, uh, you know, because where, where we're gonna where we're gonna set up base. 
Of course, me and my wife, we're ready to go on shlichas, our dream, our, you know, it's like in Israel, like, you know, every soldier, the dream of every soldier is to be the uh, fighting soldier or in America and in the army, the Marines. So for us, as students of the Rebbe, the dream was going on shlichas. Of course, you know, and, and the further, the better. <laughs> Why the further, the better? It's just, you know... It, it's, 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 there's no such thing as far or, or, or close when it comes to, uh, to, to, to God. God is everywhere, and Jews, the Jews are everywhere. Uh, but I figured if God gave me the ability to pick up a language pretty easy, I was pretty fluent in Spanish after being in Venezuela for two years. You know, God gives you abilities, you got to use them. English-speaking rabbis, Yiddish-speaking rabbis, there are money. But Spanish-speaking rabbis, if there's a need, in a place where, you know, where there's a demand for it, I should be ready to offer my services and be ready to move out there in Shlichus. So, uh, after, you know, I was in Kolel in New York, comes along the chief rabbi, the chief shliach, the head shliach in Argentina, Rabbi Grumlat, in search of a young man, young couple, willing to move out to Cordova, and he comes into Kolel, in Kolel in New York, we were two Spanish-speaking people. Me and a friend of mine, Yossi Liberov. Uh, well, we were two of us who spoke Spanish. Neither of us were natural-born Spanish speakers, but we both had picked up the language. There was no other Spanish-speaking people then in Kolel. Kolel is the, the yeshiva, the... the, the uh, you know, the young married couples, the young married men study, and we study for a, a year on average, and then afterwards we're ready to move out. So that's like the, the work. You know, you're looking for a young, a young guy ready to move out on Schlichitz, that's the place to go to. And we were just two of us Spanish-speaking people, and there were two different cities in South America searching for Schluchim, Barranquilla, Colombia, and Cordoba, Argentina. So it was really a matter of who's going to which one. And it's all, everything's bashet, as we say in Yiddish, uh, it's bashet that I should end up here in Cordoba, and my friend Yossi Liberov, uh, till today, he is in Barranquilla, Colombia. Incredible. So that's the story in short. We wrote into the Rebbe, we wrote into the Rebbe before coming here the first time, and, you know, the, originally the Rebbe like, didn't answer right away. And we didn't know what to do. No answer from the Rebbe. This is in 1989. Uh, spoke to the Rebbe's secretary. He says, write again with more details. We wrote again. I wrote again. And I wrote that the idea is to build a mikveh as soon as possible. I also wrote that I am a sheikhet and the chickens. And I asked the Rebbe's bracha, the Rebbe's blessing for success. We got to an answer right away. The Rebbe added one word. Where I wrote, asking for the Rebbe's bracha, the Rebbe's blessing for success, he added in the word rabba, much success. With an arrow, added the word much success. And on the bottom, askir al hatsiyon, that he will mention, mention it at the graveside and the ohel of his father-in-law of the previous Rebbe. So that was it. With the blessing of much success, we were on the way. So here we are, 32 years now. 
I came, young couple with a child, with a baby. Today we are, thank God, uh, proud grandparents of quite a few grandchildren, some of them who live here in Cordova, some of them who live uh, in New York. Just now, in an hour from now, will be the Pidyan Aben of one of our, of the latest addition to the family in Brooklyn, New York, so I'll be following it uh, from the distance. Okay, next, Beautiful. so where are we going from here? Okay, wow, there's so much to unpack from what you oh, just shared sure. with us. Uh, Mazel Tov, first of all, what a beautiful simcha, and to have grandchildren both with you in Cordoba and also uh, elsewhere, but you're, you're able to celebrate, I, I guess, by Zoom, you'll be following, and we appreciate so much the time that you're giving us, despite the fact that you have so much going on and a simcha just following this. But really, what you shared with us and your process in, in the journey getting to Cordoba and with uh, the chief rabbi, the chief Chabad Shliach, looking for a candidate and then writing into the Rebbe and what the Rebbe's response was, so much to unpack there. I mean, it would be fascinating really to go through those details and understand them better. But we'll have to wait for that for, I guess, a different time because we want to, try, we want to understand a little bit more what was exactly the, the uh, community like when you came in 1989 What's the history of the Jewish community in uh, Argentina, or maybe more specifically Cordoba, um, before you came, or what, 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 what kind of greeted you when you walked in for the first time in 1989? Okay, so someone asked in the comment if there are many Holocaust survivors here. Uh, let me clarify that there's hardly any Holocaust survivors in Argentina, and not in my city even less. Why? Our Jewish community here is much older than the Holocaust. And most Jews in Argentina arrived here over 100 years ago, about 120 years ago, beginning of the century, beginning of the past century. There were two wealthy Jews in the world who were big philanthropists, uh, Moses Montefiore, and uh, Baron Hirsch, one lived in England, one lived in France. They bought big plots of land in Argentina. Argentina is a very big country, but was not and still isn't uh, very populated. I mean, there's much more cows in Argentina than people. So they, they bought over this huge plots of land and brought over in from Russia, from Ukraine, in those days, over 100, 120 years ago, to populate uh, these uh, shtetlach that they made. These shtetlach in Argentina, uh, not the city of Cordoba, but mainly shtetlach, and many of them have Jewish names still today. You have the Jewish, the shtetl of Montefiore, and you have the shtetl of uh, Mosesville, which means the shtetl of Moshe. Everyone spoke Yiddish. Even the Goyim spoke Yiddish. The Gentiles spoke Yiddish. That was the spoken language. So, you know how it is. They, they, they are, they, this, the Jewish family comes from the colonias in Kharkov or Kiev and Ukraine. And they move to Argentina and they give them a plot of land and a cow and, and two hens. And uh, they, they get working. Then the child, the son or daughter starts growing up. And he wants to go to college. And there's no college in this little shtetlach. Where's the college? Cordova, our city, is maybe one of the oldest college cities, college towns in South America. So this city 
over 100 years ago, has already been a place which was drawing, which was attracting the kids, the students of these from these smaller shtetlach. They would come to town here, learning college. And once they become a doctor, a dentist, an engineer, an architect, they don't have any reason to move back to the little shtetl. They stay here in the big city. So over the years, till today, till today, constantly, every year, young people from the little shtetlach move to this city to study in college, and they end up staying here, living here. So that's how, over the years, the shtetlach haven't emptied out. You can go now to small shtetlach around the country and just see abandoned shuls or abandoned farmhouses. And you walk in and you think you're in a shtetl in, in Russia or in Ukraine. But no, it's here in Argentina. Where are those people? Where are their descendants? You'll, of course, find an old Jewish cemetery in every shtetl. But most of the people move to the larger cities. And that's where we come into the picture in Cordova. Uh, most people, when we came here, most of the older generation even spoke Yiddish. But not because they were born in, in, in Europe. They spoke Yiddish, their grandparents spoke Yiddish, but they're born in Argentina. It's very hard to find someone here who was born in Europe. Like the odd, uh, the odd European or, or, or the immigrant who came in in the 20s or the 30s, those were the, really the, the latest uh, additions to the community here. Uh, but everyone else, I mean, I speak to people here, an old lady spoke Yiddish, a beautiful Yiddish. She was close to 100 years old. She's born in Argentina. Her grandparents came from Europe uh, to, to, to Argentina. So that's a community we came here. We came to a beautiful community of many Jews, but over 100 years without any really authentic, I would say, Jewish education. So when you've so many years, because even a hundred years ago, the teachers, the letters, they learned Yiddish, but generally they were, I would say, from a socialist, communist uh, bend, at least the, the educators. So that was the, uh, you know, the result was the Jewish community, beautiful people, uh, but with very little Jewish education. Wow. So you really walked into a Yiddish community almost so it didn't feel so different from Brooklyn, I can imagine. <laughs> and uh, you brought with you, you're talking about uh, the focus on, on authentic Jewish education. I also, uh, you mentioned earlier about writing into uh, the Rebbe about a mikvah. So now that you come into Argentina in 1989 and with all that rich history uh, that there is in your community, what was your first step as the young, young in your young in your in your twenties? What was your first step? What was the first initiative that you brought to your community? And how do you see how did you see that develop over the past thirty-two years? Well, we've come a long way. When we first arrived here, the first day, uh, there was a small group of people. I would say a handful of five or six families who were really somehow connected or involved uh, through the distance to Chabad and Argentina and Buenos Aires, uh, just to clarify to you, we're the second largest city. How far are we from Buenos Aires? That's the typical question. Oh, I have someone in Buenos Aires. 
Can you send them regards? Uh, well, we are about uh, 750 kilometers or 800 kilometers away from Buenos Aires. So the Chabad rabbis in Buenos Aires, I'll usually meet them in New York when I, come, when I go to the Kinnis HaSluch. Uh, I generally visit probably New York more often than, than I visit Buenos Aires. I mean, it's uh, not that I visit New York every day, but I think in the past 32 years, I spent Shabbos in Buenos Aires, I think four times. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's far, it's a different, different world. Uh, so here in Cordova, when we came here, we came just a couple of weeks before Hanukkah. The first day we arrived, we were opening the door, we rented a home. Uh, as we're walking in, uh, oh, I see here, okay. There you go. <laughs> you <have a> <laughs> just a little graphic. Cordova's over here, and uh, Buenos Aires all the way yeah. up there. All righty. Yeah. You no, I got it the wrong place. Oh. And where you got to move up a little higher. A you little don't even see over yet. Oh, we didn't see. On the map. Okay, no problem. Uh, all right, now we see it. Cordova is right in the center of the country. You see that right in the middle. Right there. Right. And yes. Buenos Aires is here. Okay. Uh, and between Cordova and Buenos Aires, you have the city of Rosario. Rosario is like halfway between here and Buenos Aires. There, there was already a shliach when I came here. My good friend, Robert Tawil. And uh, now you have shluchim in many different cities around the country. You see Santa Fe to the right of Cordova. Santa Fe is where many, most of the, those colonias were in different places in Santa Fe. Santa Fe and Entre Rios. Uh, okay, so we're, okay. we're pretty on the other side of me. You have Mendoza. <laughs> Let's go to, back to, to your story of. Uh, okay, of... so the first day we opened, I'm opening. Correct. I'm opening the door, the front door, standing there with a the key, and a lady comes over to us. You're opening a shul here? Yes, we're opening a shul. Tonight we're inaugurating. You're invited to the inauguration tonight. Oh, she was so happy. And that evening, we inaugurated the Chabad house with this woman neighbor with her husband and another la lady who lived across the street. And these two neighbors sitting on our suitcases. We inaugurated, we said, time to inaugurate the Chabad house. There were, when, before we came here, many years ago, I would say uh, 60, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, there were about five or six shuls, different shuls in different neighborhoods in Cordova. But over the years, they closed down. The older people pass on. The younger people, less interest. When we moved here, there were two reformed temples. One Ashkenazic reformed temple and one Sephardic reformed temple. I spoke mainly about the Ashkenazic background. I would say about 90% of the community here is from European origin. And about 10% were immigrants that came about the same time, about 100 years ago, but from uh, Turkey, uh, Smyrna, not Istanbul, another city in Turkey, uh, Izmir, not sure it's written in English, from, uh, from Turkey, maybe some immigrants from Lebanon or Syria, but they all came over 100 years ago. So there were two reformed temples, no Orthodox shul, no observant, uh, you know, like we know it. So 
We opened our shul in our living room that night. We were lucky. What do you mean lucky? We started in December, summer vacation. Our first Friday night, we already had a minion. How do we have a minion the first Friday night? Well, in Kodol, where the reformed temples would close for the summer, and summer vacation started that week. So the two reformed temples closed, and we opened. So you had these odd people who have the, the, the you know, the, the, the people who are accustomed to go to temple Friday nights. Oh, the reformed temple closed. Oh, a new temple opened up. So we had a minion already the first Friday night. And <laughs> since then, it's been, we haven't stopped since, thank God. We came just a couple of weeks before Hanukkah. Hanukkah was a novelty. We were, we invented Hanukkah. It, as I said, a Jewish community, but not very knowledgeable, uh, you know, without a, a background. So Hanukkah was new. People never saw a Hanukkah menorah with eight lights. Like, did you make this up, Rabbi? We never heard of it. Because Hanukkah here always, even the ones that did go to Jewish school, Hanukkah was always in the summer vacation. So Hanukkah was not studied about even in the, in, in the Jewish institutions. So we invented Hanukkah for the people here. Uh, it, was, it, it was new. They knew about the symbol in Israel, you know, the, the, the menorah, the seven, the seven branches in front of the Knesset. So as a symbol of Israel, seven candles that everyone knows. But a menorah with eight candles and a shamash, that was new. We brought it to Cordova. <laughs> Wow, great reminder for Hanukkah coming around the corner. But it, it, I'm going to share now, uh, Rabbi Yossi, I'm going to share now on the screen the, the videos that you shared with me on the WhatsApp. Hopefully it will come out clear just to see where you started. That's fascinating to see where you started 32 years ago and where you're holding now or where the Jewish community is now um, in Cordoba, uh, Argentina. Here we have, well, talk about... Hanukkah, check this out. This is fascinating. Let's hope this is going to work. Before we continue, I think if everybody recognizes the song, it's a famous Mordechai ben David, Mashiach, Mashiach song. Tell us a little about, about what's going on, where this is, and who's playing. Okay, well, Hanukkah, we have different celebrations. Uh, we have Hanukkah celebration here in the city of Cordova. I mean, just Hanukkah alone, I can talk for hours of all different, you know, but our time is limited. Uh, so we have every year, we have Hanukkah in the shopping center where we, you know, all the kids have free games, in, in, game, free rides in the, there's the, in the shopping center, there's like a, a, a kid's, uh, park in Neverland. I'm not sure how you know how, what it's called in Montreal. And so free games for all the kids, and then in the in the patio and, and in the shopping center, we light the big menorah, and there we have hundreds of people uh, participating every year. Besides that, in a smaller city, a tourist city, about a 45 minute uh, drive from us, it's called Villa Carlos Paz. Not that many even live there. But for over 30 years already, we have a menorah 
I would say probably the only menorah in, uh, in, in Argentina for sure, which stands there all year round in the center, in the plaza. It's lit up with electric candle, electric lights. It's lit up, I didn't send you a picture of this actual menorah, uh, which is lit up with the, the street lights of the, of the city. It's maintained by the city, a, a nice menorah in, in a central plaza. And in that same plaza, we make a Hanukkah celebration every year, especially the last few years. So this is the last year. This was after a year of pandemia, of uh, you know COVID. So this was the first public celebration that Carlos Paz permitted, uh, you know, permitted us to do. The first one in, in, in that whole year, the uh, first public uh, celebrations was last year Hanukkah. Uh, where we, the city, uh, the city orchestra, not Jewish, the orchestra of the, the city of Carlos Paz, they prepared, they started the music, and they came and entertained the over 100 guests, uh, Jews and non-Jews, whoever was there celebrating Hanukkah. So this is from one year ago in that plaza. Amazing. There you have us. display of, of Jewish pride. You had the city's band playing to a, a Mashiach song in front of the menorah that stands there all year. Incredible. We'll quickly go through the other pictures. Um, talk about the, you talked about Jewish education and look at this beautiful scene. Can everyone see this and hear the video? What an incredible, take a look at all these beautiful Jewish children. What's going on here, Rabbi Turk? Well, uh, we do have, thank God, today we have a beautiful kindergarten and a beautiful school. We have uh, over 100 children in our school, a very, uh, very advanced school, very, you know, high level in Jewish as well as secular education. It's uh, considered one of the top schools in the city of Cordova, between everyone, Jewish and non-Jewish schools. Very high standard, and it's growing year by year. You know, for many years, we just had a kindergarten, and then we managed to get the kindergarten, you know, take it a step further. And the, 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 the two biggest obstacles, or well, many obstacles, but the two major obstacles is, uh, number one, and uh, that the parents should trust you should, should give the children to you. You know, I, I read the Torah on, on Rosh Hashanah, where Hannah, you know, she was blessed with a child, and she told the prophet, uh, told the prophet, and then in the, in the Mishkan, Eli, Eli, here is my child. My child is a blessing from God. As soon as the child is able to, educate him, bring him up. 
So to get the people here in Cordova to trust us with their children, with the future of the children, uh, we had to, of course, offer the best, the best that education can offer in all areas of uh, whether it's you know secular education as well as Jewish education. And so today, today we have over a hundred children and growing year by year. It's it's right now we're starting this coming year, the second year of high school. So we have the whole primary school and moving up in the high school. So the video happens to be this past year's uh, celebrating the the giving of the Siddur and the Chumash party. where do the school teachers come from? That's a very good question. Well, the secular education, they're all local, uh, you know, local teachers, all college educated, uh, local te- teachers who, you know, you need a good teacher, you need a good Spanish teacher, math teacher, English teacher. You know, they don't have to be Jewish. They have to be, you know, good qualified teachers. The Jewish, the Hebrew department, well, we have myself, my wife, my son, my oldest son, who's here working with us, my daughter-in-law, and a few other people from the community uh, who also are qualified uh, over these over the years, and we are all teachers. I myself teach quite a few hours every week in uh, different classes in, in our school. Uh, Beautiful. So Beautiful. the school is growing, Baruch Hashem. Yes. Wow, to, to see that growth and, and the energy and the excitement and the children glowing, getting their siddur in a, in, 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 with all that history behind it really gives us, uh, gives us inspiration for the future of the Jewish people. We're going to wrap things up over here. We really appreciate, Rabbi Yossi, we really appreciate your time and, and wish you mazel tov on the simchas that you're celebrating in your family. I'm just going to run through the question. Uh, I think there's one or two more questions here on the chat. And then if anybody wants to uh, ask Rabbi Yossi on the mic, uh, Rabbi, if you have the time, we'll, we'll uh, give that a bit, uh, ability. Uh, here, there's a question from Joella. If you can read it, uh, in 2001, there was an economic crisis. The many Jews left Argentina, plus there was anti-Semitic attacks, especially amongst Iris. How is the situation nowadays for the Jewish community? Well, two different uh, parts of the question. Anti-Semitism. Well, you know, a guy is a guy. I mean, I mean, you know, if a non-Jew has a problem with 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 me, that's his problem, not my problem. Uh, I mean, we are we're taught to be proud Jews and. And we've gone through Europe, we've gone through 2,000 years of exile, and we've, uh, you know, we stay, we stay Jewish because we're proud of what we are. If anyone else has a problem with it, then it's his problem or her problem. And uh, that's uh, how we look at it. Thank God. Uh, my son, the only time he ever felt or was hit for being Jewish was on a visit to Brooklyn, New York, a number of years back. Uh, so... I mean, of course, there is anti-Semitism. I mean, no one's going to deny it. Uh, I mean, if I walk down the street and people scream out some, you know, obscenities, uh, it's their problem. You know, and uh, we are, we we are, we stay strong, and thank God, uh, and, and we go straight ahead. Concerning the uh, the economic uh, situation, well, Argentina is in a is it chronically uh, is an economic, uh, um, how do you say, crisis. 
So we're always in crisis. Uh, I remember seeing once the answer from the Rebbe, the, the head schlich in Argentina, Rabbi Grumla, sent a letter to the Rebbe uh, complaining about the economic situation in Argentina. So the Rebbe answered him, you were sent to Argentina to, to uh, teach and to spread Yiddishkeit, not to worry about the economic uh, situation. So, of course, it does have an effect. I mean, you know, you, you, you need the support of the community. But, uh, I mean, we, there are people that make Kaliyah, there are people that, you know, that we suffer uh, economic situations and crisis. Uh, but we got to, you know, we, we have work to do. You know, there's always different, there's always obstacles. And, uh, and I mean, you know, that's, that's a certain, the, the Satan's, department to try and uh, try and bring us problems our work is to continue and do what we have to do what a beautiful lesson what a beautiful lesson to walk away with that uh, definitely holds true from argentina to montreal with uh in every everyday life thank you so much and i think we all share in what jerry shared on which, the on the chat which, is, which by the way By the way, I, I, we have another connection to Montreal. In Montreal, there is a Chabad house for Spanish-speaking people, which today they are celebrating their first Sefer Torah in Montreal. Now, who is the rabbi of the Spanish-speaking Chabad house for Spanish immigrants in Montreal? A rabbi Kramer and his son, who they are both, their family, him, his wife, and children, they are from Cordova, Argentina, from our first students when we first came here. So we have exported to Montreal uh, rabbis who run a Chabados in Montreal who come from our city. Wow, that's incredible. This is perhaps more famously known as Dr. Uh, Bernardo Kremer. Uh, that's in the uh, Jewish General or Dr. Barrow right. He's a rabbi as well, and he runs, uh, he runs in between his doctorship uh, with my family doctor. I didn't know he's from Cordoba, uh, Argentina. Good friends with his son, uh, him and his son and his family. They run the uh, Chabad house for Spanish-speaking people here in Montreal, definitely on, on the Cary Street. If you want more information about that, just let me know and I can give you. But yes, what a, wow, look at that. You gave us your best and we appreciate it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, definitely your enthusiasm. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> is uh, contagious let's open up to uh questions from the from the anybody wants to open their mics and ask rabbi yossi uh anything that they'd like right now is a good time uh david go ahead rabbi turk i'd like to know how many how many children uh, do you have and uh, is your name uh, turk uh, ancestry also from turkish from Turkey. Okay. First question, in order. First question, I have, thank God, 10 children. The oldest one was born in New York before moving here. The following nine children uh, were born in Cordova. From those 10 children, only two of them are now with me in Cordova. My oldest son, who's married and is a rabbi, associate rabbi with me in the Chabadans, and he is the Hebrew director, the principal of our, of the school, uh, as uh, well, my youngest child, my youngest daughter, who's 12 years old, she is 
in the oldest class in the school, she is now finishing the first year of high school in our school. That's concerning our, uh, our children. The name Turk, uh, the U originally had the two dots on top. It's pronounced uh, Turk, Turk. Uh, originally come from Galicia. Ich bin a Galiziana, if that's the question. Uh, not, uh, not in Turkey. I don't know the origin of the name, but as far back as I know, it's, uh, it's an Austrian German word, and we come from Galicia, Galiciana. From all my origins, my mother, uh, from Montreal, my mother is Wolf, her last name. My grandparents, Heinrich Wolf, as I said before, lived in Montreal. Uh, my grandmother was Zilbiger. Uh, I have cousins, second cousins in Montreal, Zilbiger, maybe you, you know of, uh, of him. Uh, there's a radio program, I think, sometimes in Montreal. How is Zilbiger? That's my second cousin. Uh, the Zilbigers, my grandmother, came from Ospitzin, Auschwitz, born in the city of Auschwitz. That's on my mother's side, my grandmother's side. And my father's born in New York, my father, but his parents are Galiziana. Thank you, Rabbi. May you go from strength to strength. Amen. Okay. Anybody else on the mics wants to uh, unmute and ask? So, someone asked how many Jews, someone asked how many Jews are there in Cordova today? I would say about 7,000, between six, six 7,000 average. It's hard to know. I don't know how many Jews live on my block, never mind in the city. You know, uh, it's so hard. Uh, I bought, just to give an example, I bought the house next door where I live now in the Kabbalahs. I bought it many years ago. And they, they were like the next door neighbor of the Kabbalahs. And they, they were like a little bit like pretty like, uh, I would say even anti-Semitic, like really like furious at having a shul next to them. And I'm, I ended up buying that house. And I'm in the, the office of the... Uh, uh, the Escribano, how do you say it? The, uh, you know, signing the papers. Uh, and we were just the two of us alone in the room for a moment, signing the papers. And I turned to her and I see your name is Frida. Frida sounds like a Jewish name. So she lowers a voice that the walls shouldn't hear. There was no one else in the room. Uh, we come from German origin, but German Jewish origin. Just recently, this is going back many years that I bought the house. Just recently, I looked up online that last name, and the, the her, her last name originally is Baruch. Uh, whatever they come from German Jews originally, so uh, they were they really were not Jewish, but they come from Jewish origins. So, how many Jews are there in town? I would say about seven thousand on average. Hard to know. Okay, Estelle, did you want to ask a question? Yeah, <clears throat> no, I just wanted to make a comment. I don't know why my video keeps going off. Uh, many of my mother's relatives from Izmir, Smyrna in Turkey, uh, immigrated to Argentina, Buenos Aires, probably in the 20s, the 1920s, uh, more or less. Um, I remember when I was very young, I got to meet a few of them when they came to New York, but unfortunately, <clears throat> I wouldn't know how to contact any of them at this point. But you did mention that uh, Turkish Jews from 
Izmir or Smyrna did uh, go to Argentina. I think Buenos Aires, uh, most likely. Yes. Yeah. Buenos Aires and Cordova. What is the last name of that of uh, your family members? Her, 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 maid, her maiden name was Nahum. Nahum. N-A-H-O-U-M-N. Okay. I, I know, I okay. know one of so the uncles. This, I, in, in, yeah. There is a Naum family here in Cordova. This coming Sunday in a week from now, there is a girl, Yael mm -hmm. Naum, getting married. And today, when I finish this program, I got to sit down and prepare the, the kasuba, the ketubah, for Yael Naum's <laughs> wedding. So maybe they're, maybe they're related to you. Maybe. I know, I know one of her, my mother's uncles was the chief rabbi in Cairo, in Egypt at the uh, end of the 1800s, early 1900s, Mayor Nehum. So that's it. <laughs> I could ask them if they also have such a relative. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank that, you so much. That would much. be interesting. Pleasure. Thank you. Rabbi Yossi, if we can get your, your perhaps your, your website or a way to contact you or to get to know more info, uh, Estelle, Maybe can reach out to you uh, later on uh, if you hear more about her long lost relatives. That would be incredible if that came about from our zooming around the world. That would be a beautiful story. Um, but if if there's a website that we can uh, check more out about the community at uh, in Cordova. Well, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not uh, so computer. I haven't updated a, a website, but uh, I use. WhatsApp a lot, and I use uh, my email and the Facebook a little bit. Uh, the easiest way to contact me is through my email. It's the easiest way to give over the address. Uh, my name, my my email is yossiturk at gmail.com. That so that's the easy way to to remember. Yossi, Y O double S I T U R K, all without any dots or anything. Yossi, exactly. Yossi at gmail.com. That's my email address. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, love to keep in contact with anyone. Yes, if anybody wants to reach out to Rabbi Yossi uh, to know more about uh, Cordova, Argentina, or if you're planning to visit, now we you know the rabbi there, and what a beautiful community it sounds like. Definitely one place that I want to visit. It looks like a place of exciting Judaism, that's for sure. Thank you so much for your time. From showing us the streets at the beginning, you showed us a little my bit. My pleasure, of, my pleasure. Thank you, thank to you. the videos, to everything else. I just really showed you the street stuff. in front of the Colorado's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when look, you come here, if you're coming to visit, you have a beautiful community, school, shul, mikveh, kosher food. A uh, place to stay, and we have a hostel in the Kabbalahs. We have guest rooms, yeah, everything you need. Amazing. So, looking forward to any of you guys visiting when you want to escape the winter from Montreal. We're, we're here for you. Beautiful. Wow, you got an invitation from the rabbi of Cordova. Let's take it up. <laughs> All right. 
Wonderful week, everybody. All the best. Thank you again, Rabbi Yossi Mazatov on the Fidina Ben.